Brofist to you all! Once again, our week has concluded. The Friday afternoon has arrived, and it is steaming hot here in the UK right now. Absolutely boiling. The summer is on its way. Hopefully that means we can all enjoy our time together. At some point in this near future, we can all celebrate up and be human heroes. Let me switch that over to drama. Ooh, doing your wonderful things. Good afternoon, every single last one of you. Where? After great sadness, our RPG marathon, supposed to be one month, turned into two, finally, officially concluded today with the end of Cyberpunk 2077. It is over. It is over. It is done. And an amazing moment is that the team followed what so many of you watching live, thousands of you watching the VODs, uh, all, uh, all the memorable moments we had uh, surprised me with making a little shirt of all the moments we experienced over RPG February. And I'm quite certain we're going to make it an annual thing where we have that kind of immersion level. It was utterly incredible. Um, I'm so happy. It's so great to see so many of you on YouTube enjoying it as well. Who can't make the live show. I know there's so many of you out there. Uh, but what an adventure it has been. Absolutely incredible. But I have been taunted once again, my friends. <laughs> Despite the fact that the team is doing things like this in the background, it is quite incredible that similarly they send me, just like you guys in the chat, send me these horrible messages at the back end. Uh, <laughs> I received my drama notes earlier on. Our wonderful Beck sifting through all your emails to choose what be for drama. And this is the message that was presented to me. Mike, if nothing else, Cyberpunk has taught us that you are a complete noob at driving and fantastic at driving off bridges and into pedestrians and static objects. With all that in mind, I thought I would celebrate your noobishness with tales of newbie wonder from our wonderful community. I've put them in chronological order for you. Enjoy. <clears throat> Can't have the good without the bad. <laughs> Cannot have the good without the bad, apparently. <laughs> I've seen more than enough of that emote recently. Let me tell you, I've seen more than enough of that emote to, to last me a lifetime. But as it's Friday and it's time to relax and have some fun, let's do just that, shall we? Let's do just that. So the title of this one, which I imagine if this is chronological, is going to take place in vanilla. Uh, so it's called The Quest for Wow. Now, we've had some very newbie tales on this channel. The mistakes people have made in World of Warcraft surpass what I would have thought even possible. But then again, as a born gamer, it's not that surprising. Peter shall be our adventure. It's actually Peter T, but I'm going to be calling him Peter throughout this. I love newbie stories too, because it reminds me. It reminds me of just where we all started at some point. Thankfully, I started pre-offline. Oh, thank you very much. Thank you very much indeed, Tadakai. <laughs> thank you very much. All right, here we go. Let's have some fun. Kick your feet up. Take your pants off. Let's have a good time. Hello, Preacher and the almighty chat. I have been a listener of Drama Time for years, mostly on the YouTube, and now I listen to it on Spotify. Ooh. I have long played with the thought of sending you my story. I don't sit on juicy drama stories. Um, I do not sit on any juicy drama stories, and they so often get submitted to the show. I do, however, have a story that we all, everybody listening to this right now, can relate to. Okay? A story of my wild dreams, my crazy expectations, and parents, and the mind of a child. This is the story of how I ascended 
how I became divine and joined the PC Master Race just so I could play World of Warcraft. Mm. Cast your mind back, ladies and gentlemen, to the early 2000s, which for us old heads is 21 years ago when that Millennium shit was going to happen. Now do you feel old? Remember all that Millennium shit? That was 21 years ago, dude. <laughs> 21 fucking years ago. Pokemon had been around for a couple of years, and those with a Game Boy Color were the coolest kids in school. At this time, me and Peter were seven years old. We played console games on the N64, collected pokey cards, and played as the Fellowship of the Ring in the woods behind my home. We were inseparable, me and Peter. There was, however, a big problem. A problem that plagued our relationship. Peter lived in another town. Roughly 45 minutes away for us to connect in real world. This meant we could only hang out at the weekends. It didn't affect our relationship in any noticeable way since we would talk on the phone in between being able to see each other. Discussing what we had just done and what we would do the next time we managed to connect. One day Peter called me and said that he had received the birthday present. The ultimate birthday gift. The best present he had ever received in his life. The present was a personal computer. Of course, I was so happy for him. But at the same time, confused. I didn't know what a PC was for, and it sounded like the shittest gift. At the time, I thought a PC was something for grown-up people to pay bills with and to do work. Sometimes people would use it to burn the latest DVDs. This is what Peter's father mostly used his computer for. Peter continued to explain that a console was the weak sauce. Consoles were the easy mode of gaming. And there were other ways, other options. In fact, the PC. And a PC could run games that a console could not. Games that your parents probably wouldn't approve of. Games that were the forbidden fruit. And it sparked my interest. Peter's older brother had introduced him immediately to Diablo 2. Heroes of Might and Magic 3. Arcanum of Steamworks and Magic Obscura. These titles meant nothing to me. They meant absolutely nothing. They sounded like fairies dancing on twigs and playing flutes. As English was not our first language to begin with. But the next time I got to go and see Peter, I saw those games. My God. That weekend, I just sat and I watched Peter killing things in Diablo 2. All the while, I was so excited as one of those spells was cast. I was never brave enough to play myself as the monsters in Diablo 2 were a bit scary. <laughs> Fast forward a couple of years and Peter had got his hands on a brand new game. This game was everything combined. It was the dream. It brought together strategic playstyles of Heroes of Might and Magic, the action of Diablo. And it had characters with eyes that glowed. The game, Warcraft 3. Peter told me that you could play together, you know, through something called a LAN, which sounded like hacker talk. <laughs> and not something that should be legal. But he said his father would let us play on the LAN. So we could play Warcraft 3 together. Playing and trying out new custom maps. These to this day are some of my fondest memories of my childhood. It was what got me hooked on PC gaming. 
Warcraft 3 was my first true PC game. I bought it and installed it on our family PC. To pay the bills, of course. Previously, I had only ever installed games that had come free with my cereal. <laughs> did a Doom come free like that, though? Doom did, right? Doom came free. It came free on a, a magazine or something. They gave out the first levels of Doom. Something like that. One day in 2005, the family phone rang. It was pizza. A new game had arrived. I could almost smell his excitement. This game had elves, dwarves, humans, fighting against orcs, undead, trolls, dragons. His older cousin had exposed him to it. According to Peter, this isn't just like a game. There are games. And then there's the game. You played it not just one-on-one -on, -one on a LAN. But with thousands, thousands of players online in one shared world. Of course, it was World of Warcraft. We talked for hours that day and the day after that. We were both so sold on a game neither of us could play. But of course, Peter had all the advantages I didn't have. Peter quickly convinced his father to buy him World of Warcraft. Peter and I developed a routine. We would call each other after school every day. He would describe to me what he was doing, how he was playing it. He described his night elf killing tigers in a big forest with trees that were several hundred meters high. Soon, my father started taking notice that I was on the fucking phone all the time when he wanted to make a call. And when he found out we were talking about a game, he got super pissed. At one point, my father unplugged the phone line in the middle of one of our calls. But then the day came, friends. Me and my family would go and visit Peter. And I would see, with my own eyes, World of Warcraft. When I saw his female night elf warrior doing front flips while killing bears in Darkshore, it might be the most arousal I've ever had in my life. That weekend was over in a heartbeat. I needed it. I must have it. It wasn't hard convincing my brothers that we needed the game. Me being the oldest of three. We quickly learned that there were some problems that we needed to sort out, friends, before the front flips while killing bears can take place. Let's list off the problems. One, we're not allowed to play on the internet because of pedophiles. It's true. We only had dial-up internet anyway. We couldn't afford to buy the game. We had no means of paying the subscription and the game was for 12-year-olds which we weren't. We needed a plan to overcome these hurdles. Together with Peter and my brothers, our small brains formed an elaborate plan. A plan that would allow us to play the game together. The first step of the plan was for me and my brothers to put World of Warcraft, all of us, at the top of our Santa Claus wishlist letters. Big brain. For both Christmas and birthdays. We also started, yes, we also started doing arts and crafts where we painted World of Warcraft characters. We then started hanging these pictures around our rooms. A way of letting our parents know that we were fucking serious. They would then have to look at these pictures every single time they came into our rooms. It also kept morale up to see what we could maybe have in the future. Peter started feeding his parents positive information. That's right, a propaganda campaign beginning there about World of Warcraft. He would say things like, you know what? 
Say what you want. It might be a game. But World of Warcraft, quite possibly the best English lesson you can have. I have learned so many new words. So many new vital words in the English vocabulary. Unreal. With the plans in motion, I knew that all we needed to do was wait. Bide our time. Let the seeds grow. Me and my brothers knew that if we stood united in this matter and didn't falter, held the line diamond hands, the parents would crack, as all do. All the while, Peter was feeding me his latest adventures in Azeroth. I would then tell my brothers a retelling of Peter's latest adventure. A great way of keeping the morale up amongst the squad so that no one would crack and ask for a different present for Christmas. One day, while speaking to Peter on the phone, he told me that he was closing in on level 60 on his warrior. I said I'd missed Peter to my parents and that we should visit him soon. I want to spend more time with Peter. He is my bestest friend. Can we just take a small visit at the weekend? Maybe just stop by. As I wanted to be there, by his side. I watched him for hours as he was killing raptors in Ungoro Crater from level 58 to 60. What a noob. What? You were killing raptors in Ungoro? Kids. Then it happened! His warrior was engulfed by a golden tornado. Level 60. I said, what happens now? Have you finished the game? Have you beaten it? Oh no. Peter looked at me and told me that now the game begins. And he could now access epic purple items. One of these things was an armored tiger. He took me to Darnassus and showed me. He pointed out the one that was to be his. There was another problem though. He couldn't afford it. But he had heard of a way. A way of obtaining golden coins so freely. He had already tried it out and said it was the perfect plan. He made his way to the entrance of Deep Run Tram in Stormwind under the Cloak of Darkness. This was the only place that he could conduct business without his frame rate dropping to single digits. I watched him as he replied to people in trade chat looking for crafters. Peter would reply that he indeed knew the recipe that they were after, and that he could create this item for them. Most people were understandably sceptical to say the least, especially when they found out that the only place this crafting could take place was the Deep Run Tram. And even more so when sealing a freshly dinged, terribly geared warrior. But some people... Some people are trustworthy, naive, whatever you would like to call it. And did in fact hand over their materials to Peter. And those that did would regret it immediately. Peter would hit Alt F4. Which he said was a special hacker way of getting offline super quick. He would then wait... Log back online a couple of minutes later and put those materials on the auction house. Peter said this plan was utterly flawless and always made gold. At least for a short while. But Preacher, there is no need to bring out the gavel. A GM did in fact contact Peter a couple of days later and warned him that if he was to continue this shady business, he would be suspended. Peter turned off World of Warcraft for two days, and to my knowledge, Peter never did this again. So Christmas 2006 is rolling around, and me and my brother's prayers and wishes are finally answered. In our eyes, it was, of course, the birth of Jesus round two, a Christmas miracle. Our parents informed us that we were going to be acquiring a new PC. And we, in our blessed state, were to have their old one. 
bastards. <laughs> they were going to upgrade the internet to broadband internet access. Later that spring, that PC arrived and the internet worked flawlessly. This meant my parents would no longer be disconnected from the internet every time me and Peter sat on the phone. Oh God, all that call, your dad couldn't use the internet. Man, he's been downloading that porn for a week on that dial-up. Get off the phone. Me and my brothers had already bought the original WoW at this point. But since then, a new expansion had been released, The Burning Crusade. We went out and bought it and installed both games. And as you might have already guessed, our parents' PC was the fucking worst. The installation took hours. And when the game had finished installing and we clicked play, it started patching. Our morale was in the fucking dirt. And it was not improved by the fact that we weren't allowed to keep the PC running during the night or when no one was home. So the patching process for us took several days. Me and my brother sat by that PC watching the bar fill. <laughs> Glad that's changed. <clears throat> and eventually completed. Now we need to create our account. Another problem hit us though, friends. Due to our age, our parents wouldn't allow us to have email addresses. Pedophiles everywhere. Knowing our parents would not allow us to use theirs, we had to contact Peter and ask, how do we overcome this obstacle? He said, he has access to creating email accounts. He will create our email accounts. So with a PC, internet, the game, and an account, that's four things, y'all. We were only missing one piece of the puzzle. How do we pay for this? We knew that our parents would not let us play the game that required a credit card to pay for monthly subscription, so we had intentionally left that part out till the end. We asked our parents if they could enter their credit card details so that we could play the game. Of course not. No. Pedophiles. Everywhere. Our morale took an enormous hit. We're so close. We're on the cusp. It's in front of us, friends. But Peter, our hacker genius friend, had a solution. He said there are things called game cards. Yikes. <clears> that <throat> you could buy something called a game card in the supermarket. We scraped up what little money we had left and bought a game card. This was, in fact, how we paid for monthly subscriptions for years. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> Sometimes missing days of game time as we needed to rely on our parents to actually take us to the supermarket. With all the pieces in place, we could finally play the game. And I would be the first as I was the oldest, ergo, I claimed superiority. The picture I drew on that wall almost a year ago, hung in my room, was of a mighty dwarven warrior. He reminded me exactly of Gimli in Lord of the Rings. However, Peter told me that hunters were better for new players, and dwarves could be hunters too. I didn't like the thought of a dwarf using a bow or gun, that seemed ridiculous. Bows are what elves use, dumbass Peter. Gimli would never use a bow. Looking at all the races that could be a hunter, one race did cast my catch my interest. And I apologize already. A Draenei male hunter. Oh, Jesus fucking Christ. It was a space alien that used bows. Oh my god. Ah, oh, you sucker. <laughs> Peter told me this is a good choice. Draenei's have special alien abilities like Gift of the Naru. And I could heal my pet with it. <laughs> I created my hunter, and I'm in! All the while, my brothers surrounded me, asking, when could they play? When could they play? 
Peter told me to start leveling and he would come and meet me on his new night elf female druid. His warrior had earned a bad reputation on the server because of his scamming. I continued questing on my hunter while waiting for Peter, but Peter never came. He asked me where I was. I said I was close to a large building that looked like a corn dog. It took us 20 minutes to figure out I was, of course, on the wrong realm. I created my hunter on the correct, correct realm and Peter greeted me with gold and bags to help me on my journey. We will level up together, my friend. As brothers. Leveling together, though, turned out to be so, so very hard. We didn't own microphones, pedophiles. So the only effective way for me to communicate was via the phone. I had my brothers take turn holding the phone to my ear, telling them that technically they were playing the game by doing this. Another reason why leveling together with Peter wasn't going to work because I shared my account with my brothers and eventually they did want their go. Our parents enforced the rule one hour each. This rule... <laughs> <laughs> an agreement between us three was this rule did not apply though if that person was in a dungeon couple this with my parents strict policy of no video games after 8 p.m it was tough eventually peter got bored waiting on me and pulled ahead but me and peter came up with a new plan a plan that would let me bypass all of my restrictions peter would log in on my hunter and level him when i wasn't allowed to play peter was allowed to play games much more than i was this meant my hunter leveled super fast. My skills did not. Eventually, I hit level 70. I could start playing with Peter and his guild. Since we were still not allowed to play after 8pm, Peter helped me by doing the attunement quest. He also raided Karazam with my hunter a couple of times. One of those runs netted me one of the coolest range weapons in the game. What's it called? Come on, TBC heads. I know you're out there. Karazam, coolest range weapon in the game. I do not remember what this thing looks like. At all. No idea. Oh, I see someone. Oh, there it is. Yep. <laughs> so close. You guys know your stuff. The the transmoggers showing their power in the chat, by the way. The Wolf Slayer Sniper Rifle. Eventually, I pleaded I was allowed to play after 8pm during weekdays. And that meant I can raid. Naturally, I was on the bench since my ability to actually play was little to non-existent i didn't know what the fuck was going on and also i couldn't speak english coupled with the fact that we still didn't own a microphone i was brought along for alt raids karazan gruel magtheridon but i didn't mind that i got items purple items i eventually got full tier four on my hunter and i'm very proud of that i played to the end of the burning crusade and lost my interest during my time of absence from the game, my brothers lost the account. And since Peter had forgotten the details, the email he created for us, we just let it go into the ether, drifting into the void. I later did come back with my own PC. My own account. I've played everything except Battle for Azeroth. Coming to think of it, I always return to the game during the shitty patches, you know. I came back in Trial of the Crusader in Wrath. Nothing wrong with Trial of the Crusader, thank you very much. Alright. Alright. I came back in the Dragon Soul in Kata, which was perfect for you, by the way. That's when they released LFR. Idyllic for a pleb like you. You better watch your mouth, all right? Watch your mouth, okay? I came back in Siege of Orgrimmar in Mists. What's wrong with that? Hellfire Citadel in Draenor, and during the end of Legion. What's wrong with this? This is fine. 
I also tried playing WoW Classic, but eventually burned out from farming gold needed for raiding. I'm playing a mage of the Shadowlands along with Peter. Hey! And we love it so far. And I hope you enjoyed how I got here over all these years. Those raids were great. Those were pretty fucking awesome. I think so. I don't think that was too terrible. I can't believe how much you guys scam your parents. It makes me terrified, you know, as a father. As to what bullshit my kids will try and pull on me on some day. And I hope I have the wisdom. I hope I have the wisdom to see right through it. I'm doomed. Do you think so? Like genuinely, do you think I'm? Do you think they're gonna f completely fivehead me? They probably are, right? Yeah, probably. I'm gonna get debated. <sighs> uh, they probably are right now. I don't think so. <laughs> Maybe I'm naive. Maybe I'm naive. <laughs> One day. Are we going on to the Burning Crusade here? Let's have a look. <clears throat> Good evening, Sir Preacher of the Wonderful, Merciful, and I beg, understanding audience. Yeah, they're generally not known for that. I come to you from Team US of America uh, with my personal story of discovering the wonderful and enchanting world of Warcraft. I've been playing WoW on and off since 2009, and during Mid-Legion, I discovered you. I would like to personally thank you for all the useful information and hilarious bants that I have had to uh, I have used to turn myself from a keyboard turning add-onless noob into someone who happily progresses heroic with your guild. Salutations, sir. That's great to hear. My story was in 2008. 13 years old. God, he's so young. And I was already... 2008. 13. I was already deep into gaming. I play Fallout 3, Gears of War, absolutely non-stop. I did consider myself something of a pro gamer when I would get headshots in Gears of War 2 with my incredible shotgun skills. My friend Cero was right there with me. He was a Halo Gears of War hero and would dominate people online. Or rather, we got dominated, but occasionally we would get kills and feel like we smashed <laughs> I like it. Kero, however, was always trying to get me to play a different game with him. Wow. I hadn't heard of Wowables at that point. He would bug me about it, talk about it. However, I thought it was really, really fucking lame that you had to pay monthly to play a game. I also knew I could never convince my mama to pay monthly for a fucking game. However, over time he began to win me over after tales of his stepfather heroically entering the terrifying Black Temple and killing Illidan himself. Started to get curious, I went to the official WoW website and God damn it, it was good. The map was really, 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 really huge. The lore, the story of the races of Azeroth instantly just filled my imagination. I looked at the races and read each of their stories. I have no idea what I must have took from these because I vividly remember thinking I wanted to play a Tauren Druid. Because, in my mind, being a good guy on the evil team sounded cool. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> oh, you just thought druids in general were good people. Okay, I see. Armed with an intense desire to play, I convinced my mum, slowly, sowing the seeds of victory. Christmas was only a few months away, and I knew exactly how to play this game. Over the month, I started talking about a game Sarah was playing. I told her how I felt like it was unfair that he was playing a game that you could play with others and I wasn't playing with him and he's my best friend. I felt left out, lonely, sad. All my friends have it, mummy. 
except me. The subscription, the subscription didn't turn out to be as much of a hurdle as I thought it was. She seemed not really to mind. When Christmas morning came that year, I was filled with so much excitement. It is at this point I would like to step back and mention that I had downloaded and played the trial of WoW over the past month. Don't quote me as it has been a very long time, but I believe the way it used to work is was that each new account could get seven days free trial up to level 10 with restrictions. Yes. I don't think you were allowed to like join a guild or anything like that, right? Originally in the, the trial. It took nearly two days to download the client on my parents' old work PC on our horrible net. But when it downloaded, I logged in on my trial account and created that Tauren Druid, just like I had dreamed. I hit Enter World and waited in anticipation. Only for the game to crash with a message saying, Mulgore could not be found. I was heartbroken. I didn't know about coding or processors. CD-ROM drives. I thought my game was just broken. So I had an idea. If everything in the world could be walked to, then all I had to do was find this Mulgore in-game. And that would make it load. And I could have my Tauren Druid. Perhaps it doesn't make any sense whatsoever to anybody listening to this, but to a 13-year-old? Motherfucking genius. I decided I'll make an undead warrior my first ever character and set off on a quest to find Mulgo. Despite my quest, I became immediately sidetracked by just how fucking good this game was. Tirasfal was the tits. The world was so detailed, combat was deadly. I should have known. I should know. Uh, you should know. I tried to kill a bat in the woods and it killed me in three hits. That was the scariest fucking bat I had ever seen in a video game. However, I had a mission. And reading roadside signs as I knew nothing of the map, I made my way towards the Undercity. As I was passing Brill, I saw the text pop up The Zeppelin for Orgrimmar has arrived! I thought that Orgrimmar sounded closer to Mulgore than Plaguelands. So I located that Zeppelin, boarded it, and in the whole experience, my jaw was on the floor at this. Arriving in Orgrimmar, I was instantly lost among the twisting streets and thousands, in my mind, of players running around. It was an experience I will never forget. I eventually found my way out to Duratar, and following the roads and signs, I entered the Barrens. I remember seeing a skull-level hyena and thinking, this is a fucking endgame zone that I've walked into here. This is big boy territory. Some miracle I was able to complete my journey, and I arrived in Mulgo. I ran around until I found the exact spot Torin were loading in at and sat down and logged out. I switched to my Torin Druid and clicked login in triumph. It told me the exact same thing. I threw my mouse at the desk and did not play World of Warcraft until Christmas. Coming back to that Christmas then, I did receive World of Warcraft and excitedly went to the PC to get myself set up for a sesh. I had only gotten the base World of Warcraft and excitedly followed the instructions to set up an account. After everything was ready, I remembered that I had installed the trial version of WoW and logically uninstalled the entire game so that I could... <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I can't tell you this, right? I can't tell you this. 
so my kid's like pissing about on the iPad, right? And he's playing balloons or fucking Roblox or some shit on the iPad. And then he goes, this is yesterday. This happened yesterday. He goes, daddy, daddy, daddy. I'm ignoring him, of course, because I'm a terrible father. Daddy, daddy, daddy. And I say, shut up. And I go back to what I'm doing. Daddy, daddy. He keeps going on, right? It's just in my fucking ear all the time. So I say, what? What do you want? I need a new game, dad. So what, what do you mean you need a new game? Why? Because I've deleted one off the iPad. Ergo, I need a new one. <laughs> See, that's why I think I'm safe. Smooth brain so far. He's a kid. He doesn't know what the fuck's going on. Thinks, <laughs> so when I explain to him that because you delete a game, that doesn't mean I buy you a new one. He looks really conf genuinely confused. He didn't understand it. Like he was supposed to have some metric of always having like three games. Ergo, if he deletes one, he just gets another one, right? That's the science behind it. He was very disappointed to find out it does not work that way. I said, why the fuck should I care that you've deleted your game? Then he asked me if he could get his game back. And I said, he should work it out. <laughs> and now we're not on speaking terms. But you know what? He learned, he learned a lesson. It's all good. Let's go back to the present in this boy's Christmas. <clears throat> After everything was ready, I remembered I installed the trial version of WoW. And logically, uninstalled the entire game so I could play the real version. My galaxy brain move was followed up by the power going out in the middle of the night and the install forcing me to restart the entire process. <laughs> Having installed World of Warcraft 2.0 as far as I'm concerned and two and a half times now, I was finally able to log in to my real main account. Cyril could not play with me at this time. However, his stepfather was using the only PC uh, at the time to play Wrath had launched, uh, to play Wrath of the Lich King, which had launched not too long ago. He was in full swing with his hardcore guild. I created what would be my first real character. An orc warrior. What happened to the druid? I loved that warrior. A smock warrior. I finally was playing the game. Imagine it. After months of waiting, I was playing. I was terrified of everything. I would die on mobs and it was really awful. Around level 8, Serral found some time to play and rolled a troll shaman with me. We leveled together for a while until level 20 when he gave me an ultimatum. I am not going to play this ugly-ass faction anymore. If he wanted to play as friends, it was the Alliance or nothing. His reason was that his stepfather played Alliance, and therefore, he had to. I gave in, of course I want to play with my friend, and began to browse the Alliance races. They all look so pussy and weak. Humans? Why would you play a human in a fantasy game? Dwarves? Why? Gnomes were for kids. Night elves are fucking stupid with big dumb ears. <laughs> Why is it with you kids? Looking at the locked race though, the Draenei. <laughs> the Draenei again? How did the Draenei appeal to all these young kids? They're goat people! What the hell? I decided I will do the TBC trial on my account to test them out. I didn't love them, but they were way better in all the loser races the other, the rest of the Alliance had. At least the men were strong and handsome. Okay, I should point out, genuinely, he's put in... Uh, <laughs> he's, oh, shit. He's put in some brackets here. This is what the line says. At least the men were strong and handsome. Don't ask. <laughs> I think he sees the folly of his ways. <clears throat> <clears throat> Oh, Jesus, that's sad. 
And after convincing my mother to buy me the Burning Crusade, I created what would be my main until this very day. A hunter. I picked it because it was what Sero played, and I thought Sero was god at this game with all the time he'd been playing it, so I just copied him. Off I went with my little hunter. If I was dying to single mob pulls on my warrior, you could bet that trying to level a petless hunter before level 10 was hate and nightmares. However, I persevered and reached the level to get my pet. Moving forward, I had many very newbie moments, including believing, 100% believing, that I needed to tame a new pet that was the same level as me every time I leveled up. Why? I mean, why? <laughs> also, I did not switch out my starting crossbow until I was level th 35. Why, you might ask? I genuinely have no fucking idea. It was around level 35 when miracles started to happen. I was in Arathi Highlands grinding when a pair of gloves dropped. I, of course, put them on as I always did every single time I got any new piece of gear because new gear doesn't need repairing. Genius. <laughs> but something strange happened. When I equipped this item, you'll never guess what happened. When I put on this glorious pair of brand new gloves, my health bar went larger. My hit points increased. How can gloves give me more health? I thought to myself. I spent the better part of an hour taking off and putting on my gear to figure this out. Eventually, there was only one thing that was causing it. Stamina. Stamina was causing me to have more health when I equipped it. I was amazed at the depth and complexity of this game. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> this is unreal. I've gone down a new rabbit hole, man. This is unbelievable. Naturally, from then onward, I prioritize stamina over every other stat or armor type. I had big HP. Massive HP. I often found some insane items that just had stamina on them. Whoa. Whoa. Eventually, Sarah was able to get more time to play World of Warcraft and started playing his hunter with me. His hunter was 40 when I caught up to him. He started uh, when we started leveling together. He, as it turned out, was fucking terrible like I was. We did, however, temper each other's more stupid ideas and leveled fairly successfully between banging ideas across us both. My favorite moment that I'd like to share with you was when a pair of green quality male shoulders dropped. At that point, I had managed to never have a piece of shoulder armor. I instantly dropped need, and so did Sero. He won, and I was in a fucking rage. Why would you do that? I don't even have any fucking shoulders. Dude, it's an upgrade. Relax. You don't understand, Sero! I don't have any shoulders! Any! After a few more heated words for exchange, he simply told me 
listen. One day I'm going to show you somewhere where you can get all the shoulders you can possibly imagine. We're going to go to the auction house run by the players. It was that day that I learned what an auction house was. And when I found it, I spent every single penny I had on awful fucking items. But so much stamina. <laughs> you bought out all the stamina gear. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh my god. After that, things started to get a little boring as I began to understand the game more. I raided with a casual mom and pop guild that managed to not implode until mid-warlords and took a break. I came back in Legion and following your advice, found an actual guild that has recently cleared heroic Sired and Athreus. Hey, we all start somewhere. It isn't much, but it makes me very happy. Thank you for listening to how I started this one, Preachy, and I hope you and your audience have an absolutely wonderful day. Oh my god, I just read the title of the next one, Bex. I'm hype as fuck. I am so hype. Oh, this is genius. This is everything I want to read in my life. Oh, yeah. Are you ready? Are you ready? Boom. 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 Fact. Big factoid coming in. This better be good. That's all I'm saying. This better be awesome. I can't wait. Oh, yeah. Oh, this is going to be an ego trip and a half. And I am riding this train. Uh, no names. Okay. Fair, fair, fair. Here comes daddy. <laughs> Here comes daddy. Hopefully it's not a driving game. <laughs> Hello, preacher, your wonderful chat. You'll have to forgive me. This was a very, very long time ago. The details will be fussy, but it's okay. Just call fake if you want to put it at ease. I just know that I was fucking terrible. I started watching your drama time videos, which prompted me to send my little story in. This is back in Wrath of the Lich King, and I've been playing World of Warcraft on and off since vanilla, but Wrath was going to be different. It was as in it was an attempt to bond with me and my dad. My dad was great. He was strict but fun. And he would always try and do fun stuff with me and my brothers, which is probably what made him try out World of Warcraft. I, of course, was the big brain on World of Warcraft compared to my father. I explained to him the basics. Classes, races, factions and that the game primarily had three roles the tank that would make people attack him damage dealers and you know healers as well to keep the party alive you know the basics father the basics after hearing all this while waiting for the game to download he declared he's going to play a human prop pally now i was already hoard at this point but since my dad was going to put in the effort to play world of warcraft i thought okay i'll meet you halfway papa I've made myself a Draenei, spotting a theme with these kids. I had always played Shaman, and I kind of liked the idea of having an extra heal. So I said to Papa that I would in fact play healer. That way, when it came to finding groups, we would be god mode. So we went about leveling up. My dad learning the game, me happily using my enormous library of knowledge, answering his foolish questions. We did lots of dungeons, started our own little social guild, and made a lot of friends along the way. We got to max level pretty quickly, which opened up the opportunity to do heroic dungeons. Now, I said we should probably do a few normals. You know, get some gear. My dad thought that was for little bitches. <laughs> no. <laughs> I like your dad. 
<laughs> Your dad's a Chad. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> I agreed. He saw it as a waste of time doing the same dungeon in an easier mode to get lesser gear. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know how it would go, but I wasn't going to argue with dad. So we made a group for the Violet Hold Heroic. It did not go well. Oh, God. Did you wipe in Violet Hole? Oh, God. Imagine being the DPS in that group. Yikes. We wiped multiple times. I had the door breached. Armor was wrecked. And I don't think we beat a single boss. Oh, my Jesus Christ. And after the final wipe, my dad looked up from his PC. <clears throat> I need a different tone for this section of the story. You'll have to forgive me, but it needs a different tone. This, of course, did not go well. We wiped multiple times. We had the door breached. Our armor was wrecked. And I don't think we even beat a single boss. So after the final wipe, my dad looked up from his PC. Son, we have to replace you. I was shocked. What do you mean? He simply replied to me. I've thought about it, and you're just not a very good healer, and I really want to do this dungeon. I was devastated. My dad, who had leveled with me from the beginning, who did countless dungeons, had just called me a bad healer. I never said a word. I logged out and stormed off. My dad got another healer and one-shot the dungeon. Now, you would probably think I just quit World of Warcraft or, you know, ignore my dad's criticism and move on. But no, no, I will prove myself. I will put in work. I watched videos, looked up guides, bound keys to spells, learned how to macro, and I healed a lot of pugs. I am going to be so much fucking better. I transformed myself from the ultra noob to a decent player. And I knew when that day came that I was ready. I asked dad. Want to play some Warcraft? How about heroic? I'll never forget what happened next, Mike. He turned to me, smiled. Son. I quit that fairy game about a week ago. And carried on doing what he was doing. This is the end of my little story, but I don't want you to be so sad. I got better because of this moment. I became a great healer. And in the famous words of Dark Souls, my dad taught me one important lesson this week. Get good. I can't, I can't replace my kid in a dungeon, man. <laughs> I can't do that. I can't do that. Oh, my life has no meaning. Get good. That's so mean. Replacing your kid? You can't do that, man. But Violet Hold, that's, that's heavy. That's heavy. If anything, if my kids were playing WoW, I would be the healer. I would be the healer. I'll keep them up. It's fine. Do what you want to do. <laughs> Goof around. Make mistakes. Or is that the wrong thing to do, chat? 
You are the judgment and jury of World of Warcraft these days. This is the courts of WoW. Is it wrong or should they have to suffer and learn? Do they have to suffer and learn? Is that what needs to happen? Am I wrong to help them? Am I doing them a disservice by carrying them? Suffer and learn. Tough love. You're a cruel bunch, man. You're a cruel bunch. You're very cruel. A father cannot kick his son from a dungeon. Unless he's really shit. In which case, like... I mean... I would probably just pretend he wasn't my son at that point. Not my kid. No matter how much he pleaded and begged. Jodsy. And... Oh, God. Dominitus. That is a severe name, Dominitus. Thank you very much for your support. Anyways, my friend. All right. <clears throat> Let's go. <laughs> Hello, dear preacher and this wonderful audience. I have been in the audience for quite a few months now, and this is my first drama story. Oh, you're here, are you? Okay. Better keep yourself under wraps until I have declared judgment on your tale. Yes, thank you for your months of viewership, my friend. The time, Wednesday morning. After doing M plus with my guildies on my hunter and rogue, I started to gear my third character, Guardian Druid, M0. The time, 5am, US West Coast, when I pugged for my last M0 dungeon, the other side. In my group, two druids, True Weasel and Miro, a warlock called Chauncey and a holy paladin named Dominitus. You'd be amazed at how many people are playing at every single hour of World of Warcraft. It's nuts. You wake up in the middle of the night at like 3am, you can go and crush an LFI in like 10 minutes. No problem. No problem. While perusing this group in front of me, the first thing I notice, of course, is the obvious noob detector. Their HP. Low. Small. No one around me is above 28k, so I inspect their gear. Chauncey and Diminitus both have two or three pieces of 151 gear the rest of them are 171 with a couple of pieces of 184 <laughs> true weasel and miro however are wearing greens and blues from 134 to 151 with about one or two pieces of 184 I admit I did want to leave the group on the spot. Oh my god. Is it Mythic Zero? What the fuck? <laughs> it's a Mythic Zero, right? Oh, no. But it's 5am. It is my final dungeon of the night. All morning, whatever you want to say. So I don't mind doing it slow and steady and helping out plebs. <laughs> You're earning yourself no favors. I just told myself, one peck at a time. After we gathered everyone, the run started. Thanks to a few pieces of gears I got from last week, and the runs prior to this one, my druid is already 184. How can people be below 184, I thought to myself, without Lego or Soulbinds? <laughs> I was able to tank the mobs for very little damage, and by clearing packs one at a time, there was no real danger. The first thing I noticed is that the low damage from both of these druids. How low, you might ask? One third of the damage of my thrashing guardian druid. SMH my elbows. I of course blamed it on gear. Thinking about the first week when we were doing M0 runs. 
And tanks do seem to do quite a lot of damage when everyone else's gear is low. After we center the troll area, I noticed the second thing. Whenever the mobs are doing whirlwind, true weasel almost instantly dies. Also, they will DPS the spirits pointlessly. The ones that appear when the whirlwind mobs die <sighs> until it disappears on its own. The first reaction I had was that, okay, all right. Pretty clear these guys are no Raider.io heroes, all right? I'm going to get them through this. Then my second thought was, aren't they both balanced druids? I checked talents and all. How was True Weasel dying to melee skills? Well, that's when I noticed that True Weasel was switched into Feral. I knew a bit about Feral. I hate Ferals. A spec I used to love and play doing so little damage. I looked at his talents. A mess. We're doing a dungeon. A true weasel took Sabretooth and Feral Frenzy over Predator and Blood Talons. Disgusting. <laughs> so I kindly told him, your talents are wrong. <laughs> and showed him my Mage Tower cat farm. <laughs> oh, I bet he loved that. Oh, that's great. Look at me. <laughs> Look at me. So that they would understand that I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> and sometime later, I noticed that he swapped back to balance, which I didn't know much about, so I didn't say anything. We downed Hakar, but it was a painful fight. According to my log, Hakar Mythic Zero lasted 3 minutes 44 seconds. I started to worry about the Mana Storms fight, of course, since that fight kind of has some DPS checks. And my worry deepens when we first encountered the Drill Mob in the Mechagon area. As predicted, friends, the two druids, True Weasel and Miro, they don't know what's going on. They're dog shit and they die. Instead of doing what the three of us are doing, they ran around the room like headless chickens looking for some way of escape. They realized, of course, they were taking a ton of damage, which obviously didn't help their panic. And then at least two of them died to slimes. I'm not making this up. This was what I was seeing in M0. The Mana Storm fight. They survived. The Millhouse phase. But all four of my teammates died when the Fire Chicken Barrage came down. And yes, I was the one dragging the boss and clicked the squirrels the whole time. I'm faced with a tough decision, my friends. Who do I battle res out of this cacophony of failure? I know True Weasel and Miro don't do any damage. Chauncey will die if there's no healers. The problems are that they all have battle res, but a more difficult problem is that I've seen battle res thrown out left and right during trash packs when True Weasel and Miro died, so I can't even be sure anymore whether they have access to it. After a second of hesitation, I get our healer up, Diminitus. And Millhouse still has 35% HP left. Diminitus dies when Millhouse has 15% left. I solo the rest of the boss's HP. Whether it was a good decision or a bad one, the boss did die. Success was in front of us. In my mind, the dealer fight is always pretty straightforward. At least on Mythic Zero. No tyrannical here. I believe most of the audience can figure out the mechanic the first time they see that bomb timer and jump pad and pretty much anticipate how this fight works until the end of time. If not the first time, but then after the first encounter, sure. That is not the case. If 
the true weasel and Miro. The first time I see people flying left and right, ignoring the timer on their head, not using the jump pads when they have it, but using it when they don't have it as if to clear the floor. I almost want to hit record at this point. It's kind of funny to watch this happen. The boss is at 30% and I'm the only one left standing. I tried to solo the boss, but the arcane lightning stack is just too much. Okay. They don't know the mechanics. It's fine. It's their first time doing the boss. Let's go again. The fight ended the same way. Whenever the trap is thrown out, people are flying in the sky. I'm starting to run out of words, but leaving people hanging in a dungeon unfinished, when I know we can finish it, is just not the way I play. So I went back and started the third pull. Amazingly, Chauncey and Dominitus are starting to believe. They're noticing what's happening. Chauncey's making calls, telling others to go on the trap. True Weasel and Miro are still running around flying and obviously not understanding. They took my traps when the explosive cast came multiple times and I had to waste survival instinct to survive. We wiped at 20% this time. What amazed me next was this message from True Weasel in the chat. I instantly flew into a rage. After three fucking tries, he still can't see what we're telling him is happening. What is going on and why they're wiping? It's not a healer issue, Chauncey says, pissed off as well. No, it's not a healer issue, I said. But I kept the rest of the complaints to myself. Pull number four, we've got this. True Weasel decided that ranged was obviously for shitters and had switched back to feral. Timed out a bomb in the crowd and was still stepping in the traps left and right when they spawned in melee. We wiped. Again. Take five. This time, however, True Weasel and Miro died during the first contrivance cast. This is our moment to try and win. This is perfect. The three of us remaining never dropped below 80% health for the remainder of the fight. And the boss just died. I got a cape, which I did not need. As I released the stress built up from frustration, I turned to the standing holy paladin Diminitus, who had been dying to mechanics left and right in the first two balls, but had learned, standing proudly for the cold dead body of the boss at that moment, I typed, Nice, Diminitus. You've earned. You've learned. True weasel, true weasel replied with lol? Question mark? I expected to be kicked from the group since True Weasel was still the group leader, but I do not care at this moment. I was coming for the quantum device for my Moonkin, and I care. I don't care for the last boss. We are heading, though. We're going to the final boss. When True Weasel pipes up, Tank, I need! Tank, please! Almost before he'd finished typing the message, the window opens up. He wanted the cape. It ignites my anger and has no shame. You should have been M... Oh, God. Oh, God. This is going to upset some of you. You shouldn't be in M0 in the first place with the gear you're wearing. You belong in Heroic to replace your 134s and 143s and learn mechanics. Mythic <laughs> Zero Elitism. Oh, my God. I've never seen the likes of it before nor since. I cancelled his trade window and started typing, I'd kick me if you want. 
I will not give it to you. Did you notice that this fight was easier with you dead? Chauncey seconded me with a lol. I think he was agreeing with me, but I can't be sure. I waited a few seconds and there's neither a kick nor a reply from True Weasel. So I typed, Diminitus! If you and me survive, we can just kill this boss. Diminitus, who had clearly gained some confidence of the last boss, replied, Yes, sir. <laughs> I started the pull and not to my surprise, the two Druid brothers are on the floor. I guess they didn't notice that there's a giant purple patch or a giant green patch. The fight is slow, but there's no real danger here. The three combo can't one-shot anyone in M0. I was clearing totems one by one. Healer was fighting alongside me the whole time. After killing the second phase two, I used the time waiting to be teleported back to inspect our healer's equipment and traded the cape to him. The boss dropped soon after and we teleported back. The RNG god gave two pieces of loot to Chauncey and Dominitus, which I found fair and square, but also a bonus loot to True Weasel, which I do not agree with. <laughs> I do not agree. <laughs> After I gave out some instructions for Chauncey and Dominitus, I ended the run with, Druids, you need to get better to take part in M0. And then, a GG to the rest. I don't think I need to be on the jury, but is this toxic? Shouldn't people learn a little something before stepping inside Mythic? Thinking back now, maybe I should type out instructions when I know clearly that they don't know the fight instead of being silent. But I found it too interesting. This is my story, and I leave it for your audience to judge me. I mean, yeah, <laughs> really toxic. What I'm getting from the end is at no point did you mention what should happen, right? So you wiped five times? I mean, I'm, I thought from the way I read it, like after each wipe, you were saying like, yeah, you stand in that when you get the bomb over your head or something like that. But now at the end of it, where you say you say silent, I'm getting that you just didn't say anything and just watched them wipe over and over and over again. That's pretty toxic. Especially if you're then getting angry at them and shouting at them, right? <laughs> especially if you're then raging at people. Uh, I mean, <laughs> if you have, if you play while you have internet, watch a vid. Or, or, make a better community. You can do both because M0, I'm sorry to break it to you. I'm sorry to break it to you. M0 just isn't that high end. It's not. And it's totally okay to not know what's going on in M0. It is pretty basic shit. <laughs> you, got, you got to teach them somehow. Yeah, you can look a video. But I can't be toxic if I help. It's not always going to be well-received help. That's for sure. It's not always going to be well-received help. But, you know, that's what I do. You've seen it in my TDPs. If someone's struggling, I'll correct. The, I'll, I'll point out what needs to happen. And that works perfectly. Every time. It works perfectly. I mean, the good life. Well, that is the end of Drama Time. And our massive streams of the week. It's been an insane week. Internet cutoffs. We had someone close to us die of COVID. But here we are. To see out the end of the week. With some smiles. And that'll do for me. That'll do for me. We're back on Monday, ladies and gentlemen. Be awesome. Enjoy our YouTube content. Enjoy everything that's coming out of the website. Uh, <laughs> didn't misdirect in M0 week one. I mean, it's on websites, all right? It's on websites. Uh, it's on videos. Archive, George. Try and drop me in it. Be awesome, everybody. Love you all. I'll see you on Monday. Bye-bye. Oh, I better do the right one or Chris shouts at me. Ooh, there it is. <laughs>